Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. My brother Jess is always on the road. Seems like preaching the Word of God. And uh, Jesse, today's show, you picked something really interesting because the Shroud of Turin movie that's coming out, I mean, I know people have lots of books on the Shroud, but I'm going to tell you, videos I don't, movies on the Shroud, there really aren't that many to look at. And I think more people will watch a video, just look at YouTube, than uh, buy a book and read it. So this is a, a good topic to chat chat about. Also, we're going to be talking about penance means getting rid of everything that prevents joy. Wow, what a, enduring Lent. That's a great topic also. Jess, I have something I want to bring up to you because you have a police background uh, for 20-some years. And um, this is the good-to-know file. Pro-LGBT Father James Martin calls for DeSantis. He's the governor of, of uh of uh, Florida to be denied communion for supporting the death penalty. And um, I wanted to encourage people. Ignatius Press has a book called By Man Shall His Blood Be Shed, a Catholic Defense of Capital Punishment. I don't think Father Martin, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, doesn't understand innocent person and a guilty person. Uh, someone who's innocent of uh, a baby, okay? Uh Putting that in comparison to a convicted criminal, this is what Bishop, this is what Father George Rutler says, Jess, and I want to get your take on the good to know file. He said a solid this book has a solid scholarship in this book. It's timely and really overdue. Here's where Father Rutler nails it, Jess. He said, When sentiments usurp reason, authentic development of doctrine is distorted into the destruction of doctrine, absolute rejection of capital punishment makes prudential judgments superior to natural law and, he might add, divine revelation. That would invite all sorts of moral calamities, including a revision of the church's teaching on contraception, abortion, and marriage. Did he not say it all, Jess? Your thoughts. Harry, the issue of uh, the death penalty has been part of the perennial teachings of the Catholic Church up until last week, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> it, come from, it comes from Scripture, Terry. It comes from the the mouth of God. You can't change what God says. Well, that's what Father wrote. Genesis, Genesis 9, 6. Yep. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Yep. It's been the constant magisterium of the Catholic Church, I repeat, up until last week, pretty much, that this has been allowed. In fact, Cardinal Ratzinger, when he was part of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, he addressed this issue, Terry. Yeah. When he told Catholics, when it, he wrote a letter to the American bishops on how to vote, because there was a, the, the people wanted clarity on communion to pro-abortion Catholic politicians. Here's what Cardinal Ratzinger wrote as the head of the CDF, undersigned by John Paul II. He said this, quote, if a Catholic were to be at odds with the Holy Father on the application of capital punishment or on the decision to wage war, he would not for that reason be considered unworthy to present himself to receive Holy Communion. There you go. Close there you, go. Quote. you nailed it. Hey, Jesse, one more good-to-know file. Again, it's a police work. About half of all American murders are getting solved. Uh, and back, you know, 40 years ago, it was at 71%. And um, murders are going up. What do you think the cause of this? Number one, murders are going up. And also, they're not solving the, the percentages at its lowest level since 1980 of solving these murders. Terry, I'm going to tell you why tell murders are going, it, it, they're going up after 1973. There you go. You when, Ro, when Roe versus Wade legalized abortion, yep. 
And although it's been uh, abolished through federal, through the Supreme Court federally, Last year, yeah. it's still allowed state by state mm -hmm. to be practiced. You'll find when I arrested a lot of young people and I would be booking them into the jail, they would be saying, what's the big deal about shoot that, you know, shoot a, 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 my enemy? Yeah. You guys kill babies in clinics. So even gang members, Terry, they, get it. they understand yep. that life has been cheapened in yep. the United States by the woke left. And so gang members and killers and murderers, they'll use that same excuse when you're talking to them. They'll make off the cuff remarks. They'll say, what is life worth to you guys? You guys kill babies. You know who told us that this would happen? Rush Limbaugh, Terry. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rush Limbaugh said, once we legalize the killing of abortion, and we still haven't completely sealed it off because people are still allowing this on a state-by-state -state basis. Oh, yeah. Young people aren't stupid. And people that have a malformed conscience, this is the way they reason. They say, if it's legal to kill a baby in a mother's womb, what's the problem with killing my, with my enemy who just happens to be 18 years old? Not a problem. Yep. Killing is makes killing. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Jesse, before I have any other uh, good-to-know files, how about yourself? I know you're running with a mission you're doing, but is there anything before we get to the good news? Yeah, Terry, uh, last night, what happened? I uh, just want to tell people about the power of a, of a husband's prayer over a wife. I love last it. night. Yeah. Tell there it. was a walk there, last night. I'm here. I'm here in St. Helena's in Hobbs, New Mexico. And a woman was attacked by a demon last night in the church. Wow. There was a diabolical. There's about 300 people. The pastor was there. God allowed this to happen to wait because I gave two two night two talks on spiritual warfare Monday and Tuesday. That'll do it. And people are, people are probably saying, "Hmm, I wonder if this guy's crazy what he's saying." <laughs> All of a sudden, at the end of last night, yeah. we did a consecration prayer to our Lord and to Our Lady, awesome. and I took a, a very strong consecration prayer. Yeah. All of a sudden, Terry, yeah. I heard a young mother and a young wife screamed at the top of her voice on the left side of me, on the left side of the church. Wow. And I recognized that scream. It was a guttural scream as if you're being attacked by like it's an animal or something. And this was after we closed the evening with, with, with prayers of consecration of Jesus and Mary and surrendering our lives. Wow. So I ran over there and all the people kind of intuitively, they just started, they began to pray. Most of the churches fell on their knees. So that was a good thing. The census fidelium told the people, get on your knees and start praying. Yes. So I ran over there and I said, who's her husband or who's her father? A guy was crying and he was shaking. He goes, oh, I'm her husband. He's a young guy. I said, get over here. Now, as I looked at her, Terry, yes. she, she looked at as if, as if she was being, uh, you know, you know the way in an emergency room, doctors, yeah. doctors use these defibrillator paddles to jumpstart somebody's heart. She's jumping off the pew. Oh my okay. God. And she's 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 growling in this guttural language, and she's frothing at the mouth. Wow! And her wow. eyes are, are are white, and they're rolled back. I tell the husband, put put your hand on her head. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Just put your hand on her head. I said, and repeat after me. I, and so he puts his hand. I said, keep it there. I mean, she's she's bucking like a bronco. This inside of her body. Sure. I said, repeat after me. I said, don't be afraid. Keep your hand on her head, no matter what happens. And I said, I led him through an imprecatory prayer sure. for about five sure. minutes. I said, repeat after me. I, I said, uh, by the natural law given to me by God, the father, and by the divine positive law given to me by God, father, uh, as husband, and this, as this woman who has rights to her flesh based on scripture, 
I order you, evil spirit, to lead my wife right now in Jesus' name. She does not belong to you. She belongs to me. She belongs to Jesus. Terry, I led him through an imprecatory prayer for five minutes. Yep. Within about five minutes, the demonic manifestation completely shut down. She came back to her senses. She was now crying tears of joy. I told her husband, hug her. Let her feel your love. Let her feel your, your protection. Yes. Go and hug her right now. At that moment, the priest was coming from a hospital visit. Somebody told him what was happening. He ran to the tabernacle, took the blessed sacrament, put it on a monster. He was a Filipino priest. He came over yeah. and stood before the couple as they're, as they're hugging each other I and crying. It. And he prayed in Latin uh, prayers of blessing over them for another five minutes. As I led the entire church in the divine mercy on our knees, <laughs> the entire it's church awesome. was moved beyond anything they've ever seen. My phone is still jumping off the hook today with people. They're saying, I've never seen anything like this in the Catholic church. This was life changing. Amen. And I'll tell you why God allowed this to happen in front of 300 people. God allowed this to happen in an entire church because they were probably hearing me the last two days saying, this guy's kind of crazy talking about this spiritual warfare stuff. This stuff doesn't happen. This is not real. God allowed this to open the eyes of everybody there that this is true. Number one, God allowed it for this young couple to draw them closer to God, to make them holier for their salvation. And every person there last night, Terry, they'll never forget what they saw. Oh, amen. And Jesse, because of the use of Latin, number one, the devil hates Latin. Number two, the devil understands authority. See, you went yes. right to the top and said, hey, where's the dad? Where's the husband? Defender. Exactly. Defend your wife. Hey, the devil's like, oh, dude, don't do that. No, 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 don't do it. Exactly. Jesse, get out of here. And the, and the priest told everybody there yeah. right after it. It's yeah. like, it, was, it was like it was scripted. He goes, the only two people that can drive out a demon from that woman right there is her husband or me. Yeah. He told 300 people awesome. right, right after it was over. And guess what? That's exactly what I told him for the last two days. That all this is based on the, the issue of authority. Yeah. And so it was a powerful event last night, Terry, here in, in uh, St. Helena's Church in, in, in Hobbs, New Mexico. Wow. Jesse, do we have time? It's a short gospel. Can we get, get it in? or we got to... Well, Luke 11. Yeah. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, this generation is an evil generation. Yeah. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it mm -hmm. except the sign of Jonah. Yep. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation at the judgment. The queen of the south will rise with the men of this generation and she will condemn them. Yep. Because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment of the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it. There you go. Because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. In other words, the people there, the Jews, yeah. they saw Jesus, who's greater than who's greater than Jonah, who's greater than Solomon. And, Jesus, and, and you know what? They were just entertained by the miracles, Terry. Their hearts were not moved. They just saw Jesus. Hey, can you entertain us with another miracle? And guess what? Their hearts still remain hardened and still in unbelief. Catholics, the only miracle that we need to know is the miracle of the Eucharist every day at Mass, the miracle of the resurrection, which occurred 2,000 we'll years ago. We'll be right back. Thanks again. We'll be right back. We're back, Jess. Let's introduce our new guest, Bill Snyder. Yeah, we got a brother in Christ by the name of Bill Snyder uh, on the Terry and Jesse show. Bill just released a new film. All right. 
that he produced himself is called the Shroud of Turin, Terry. And we can't know enough about this oh. because I'm telling you, the Shroud of Turin validates the entire Christ story from an archaeological, yep. from a scientific perspective. Uh, Bill, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. Thank you much for having me on. I am uh, pumped up to be with you today. Thank you so much. Hey, 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 Bill, it's not hard to be pumped up with Terry and Jesse, brother. This is high-octane <laughs> Catholicism, and we want to know your, about your movie, because I just said, Bill, before you came on, I see I got lots of books on the Shroud of Turin. Where are the movies? Where are the, you know, where is, where is it going to reach Joe Sixpack? Because many people won't read the book. So I want to ask yeah. you, first of all, what made you do yeah, the book? Terry, but before he says it, tell us a little bit about his ministry. What, what's oh, his I ministry hear about called? It. Yeah, Patchwork Heart Ministry. That's an interesting name. Then tell us about okay. how you got the idea to do a film about the shot of Turin. Go ahead, Bill. Absolutely, guys. So Patchwork Heart Ministry, how I got it, uh, the name was because I'm a survivor of three open heart surgeries. And back in 2012, <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit, uh, I was at this youth conference and I was really bucking the Holy Spirit. He was telling me, I want you to start a ministry. I want you to start a ministry yeah. all day, all day. And I'm like trying to minister to these teens. And I'm like, just be quiet, Holy Spirit. <laughs> but finally, finally, I said to him, you give me a name, I'll start the ministry. So on the car ride home, uh, I am praying the rosary with these kids. Uh, the, fi the fifth glorious mystery, this name, Patchwork Heart Ministry, smacks me in the face. Uh, like a good uh, mother, the Blessed Mother gave me the name. Uh, and therefore, I had to start the ministry the following day. So <laughs> that, that was back in 2012. But um, yeah, so we've been doing all kinds of stuff, podcasting, uh, you know, blog writing, books. We just came out with a book for college kids last year. But this movie is the most recent uh, you know, endeavor that our ministry's undertaken with Fiat Ministry Network. So, uh, tell us about it. Yeah. So, uh, who do you say I am is the name of the movie. And you know, Terry, you were mentioning um, that that you know, how does the average Joe, yeah, you know, come to know the shroud? Well, this movie is for the average Joe. Good for you. Uh, yeah. We we approach it from the Catholic faith, though, as well. So we're coming at it from an angle that. Uh, is is truly Catholic because so many uh, documentaries on the Shroud, you turn on the History Channel, you turn on Discovery Channel, they're all coming from a secular perspective or a science-based perspective. Mm -hmm. And where are the Catholics, right? Like, so when this idea came to us, um, which which was a, another freak accident of the Holy Spirit, my, my uh, co-executive producer, Kent Kohalski, and I were on a Zoom call and he was working with um, a shroud expert by the name of Brian Walsh, who is the uh, who is the executive director of the Shroud of Turin Center in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And they were just going on Zoom and like cataloging his work because he's getting older and he's been studying this for decades. So they're like, let's just do some Zoom recordings. We'll put them up later on YouTube. And I was like, guys, why don't we actually do a documentary? Good. Uh, we've got the fancy equipment. Let's go do it. And so. Kent talked to Brian. Brian was in. Uh, we picked up another Shroud researcher by the name of Richard Bernacci um, as well, and we were off and running. So uh, that's how it came to be. But yeah, it's from that Catholic perspective. It's for the average Joe. Excellent. I, I love it. I love it. So what, what makes this film unique, uh, Bill? What makes it unique? Uh, it is because it's from that Catholic perspective. Um, okay. But the other thing is that we do talk to average joes in the movie so we so we present all the science we present all the faith aspect of it and then at the very end we interview 
uh, people from the uh, Man of the Shroud exhibit. The Man of the Shroud exhibit tours the United States. Uh, it's it's based out of Marytown in Libertyville, Illinois, and uh, we we set it up in two different parishes, one in Marion, Ohio, and one in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we interviewed uh, people who came through the exhibit and. That makes it really powerful at the end of the movie because what you're seeing is the, uh, you know, just raw reaction of every single uh, attendee that we interviewed. Right? Is it Jesus? Who do you say I am? Is the question we ask. Right? What were your impressions of the exhibit? And all of them, every single one of them we talked to, was blown away by the exhibit. Was blown away by the replica shroud, uh, and you know, by the science and they walked away with a deeper faith. So I, you know, th that's what makes this different. You know, you're not just going to, uh, a, you know, a science film or something that's, you know, based on, you know, history. This is really, really, truly a, a Catholic, authentically Catholic film for everyone. Bill, you got me excited. First question everybody's asking, how can I get it? <laughs> yeah, right, uh, exactly. So the the best way to get it is to go over to our website patchworkheart.org. Uh you can't miss it. The it's the very first thing that you see on our website. Click the button buy slash rent the film. Uh you can rent and buy it. Uh and then there are other streaming platforms we're working on getting on more, but I want to give a big shout out to CMAX TV. Uh CMAX, if you've never heard of them, it's like a Catholic Netflix. Oh, really? Uh, uh. And so you can subscribe to them through our website again, $13 a month. If you want all the, you know, goodies that they, you know, come along with it, that's a monthly subscription thing. Uh, but if you just want the movie, go to our website. Uh, it's available uh, on demand and, you know, to rent or to buy uh, right on our website. Wow. So tell us something interesting that you learned about the shot of Turin while producing this film. <laughs> yeah, uh, tons of things. But um, first of all, I never knew the shroud was hidden. And during World War II from Hitler, they took it to Monte Vienne uh, in uh, in 1936, I believe, uh, to hide it from Adolf Hitler. Never knew that. And where they hid it is kind of, you know, in the monastery was kind of a, a, a disputed, right? One one expert says they hid it in a pillar. Another expert says they hid it uh, underneath the altar and used it as an altar cloth. When the Nazis came in, uh, they were looking, of course, for relics in the shroud. If you've ever seen the Monument Men, you can kind of know uh, what that's all about. And um, they yeah, couldn't Bill, find Bill, the shroud. They in. walked out. Yeah. yeah, let me jump in. That's a powerful argument on your part. The fact that Hitler wanted to destroy the shroud, which I didn't know that. I didn't either. That says everything you want to know about its authenticity. Go ahead, Bill. I just want to make that comment. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And so, you know, that made the film uh, other interesting facts about the shroud or just legends about the shroud we put in there. Uh, because you can't really, you know, pinpoint exactly where the shroud was for the thir first 1300 years of of its existence right we don't know exactly there's too many legends but one of them was about how saint jude took the shroud uh to to jesus uh, to a king to heal the king after wow. after um christ's death right apparently you know this it, this is apocryphal literature so it's not you know of oh. course canon but uh there's a letter out there from this king to to jesus he writes a letter to jesus asking him to heal him and jesus goes no i can't come you know right now but we'll send somebody i'll send one of my disciples to hear you 
after my mission's over, after my death. And so that disciple St. Jude uh, or apostle St. Jude, you know, goes to goes to King Abgar and heals him with the shroud. And then that's how the shroud ends up in Edessa, according to this legend. So we put that in the film again. Um, you know, we want to create a, you know, a authentically Catholic uh, film. And so we we put in these different uh, elements of of these legends, these uh, these things into it to make yeah. it you know authentic. Bill, what what was it? When was the the, the this film released? Yeah. And and how can again like period? Yeah, how you, can people? You got to tell us film? at least three times, Bill. Yeah. Or might, we're not going to yeah. write it down. How can they get yeah. your film, please? Yeah. So it's again very simply patchworkheart.org. If you go to the uh, Shroud Film page on my website, there's all the information there. But, um, you know, it, 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 it Give was... the website again. Give the website two more times. Yep, two more times. Please right. do. Patchworkheart.org. Again. Patchworkheart.org. Then there's a link that says the Shroud of Turin, correct? Yes, there's a there's a link at the top of the website, but it's also on the main page. You can just go buy it right from the main page as well. Awesome. And people can people can support the film by going to your website as well, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, we have a uh, like a buy me a coffee thing. We want to do more of this, right? So this is our first one. We really want to do more of this. We have plans to do something on the Bethlehem Star or right. Our Lady Guadalupe. But guys, we need to be able to pay for those. Yeah, <laughs> pay for right, funded. right. Yeah, yeah. One last thing I had to ask, Bill, is um, the individual that maybe is listening, saying my son is away from the church. I have a feeling, and I'm just listening, I'm thinking, could this movie that you're putting out touch the non-believer in a way that would say, hey, wait a minute, maybe everything that my mom taught me about Jesus Christ is for real. I was to think that, you know, there's going to be some conversions watching this. Could you see that happening? Absolutely. We spend the first four and a half minutes. The first four and a half minutes talking about the state of our culture yeah. and how confused everybody is. Well said. So, glad you did. Good. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. One more yeah. time. Also, how people can get it. Yes. One more time, Patch, Bill. Patchworkheart.org. Awesome. And uh, Bill, what are people going to learn? What are they going to get out of this movie? Uh, an increase of faith? Uh you know, what do you believe is the takeaway from this movie for somebody watching it? That's exactly what I believe. I believe that uh, they're going to walk away with a deeper faith. That's my hope. Uh, and they walk away answering the question, who do you say I am? It's the most important question that Jesus asks That's in the right. Gospels. Who do you say I am? You're either the Lord or you're not. So answer yeah. the question yourself. I love well, it. We better we better get that question. Uh, we better get the right answer to that. Uh, and you're right. You know what? I think your film is going to make Bad Catholics, good Catholics. It's going to make good Catholics better Catholics, and it's going to make better Catholics holy Catholics. How about that? Amen. I love it, man. <laughs> All right. And Bill, thank you. Bill, so tell us one more time. Yep. One more time. How do people watch this video and how can they support your work? Yep. Patchworkheart.org. Thank you all so very much, Jesse, Terry. Thank you. Our pleasure, brother. We'd love to see young people doing this work. Jesse and I are getting a little older too, brother. So when we see a young That's man right. doing this kind of work, God bless you for your uh, your apostolic zeal. And I might add, Bill, with so many fallen away Catholics, it seems like this is a time of Lent right now. I'm going to encourage our listeners. If you have a son or daughter, relative, maybe your husband or wife, somebody is close to you, and you want to encourage them to come back to the faith, 
this could be the tool that God could use to bring them back yes. home. So I just want Amen. to encourage them to seriously consider purchasing that video. Amen. Bill, thank you very much. Uh, we'll keep in touch. And thanks for coming on the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. God love you. Jesse, yes. I, I got to believe that when I hear these films like this on the Shroud of Turin or Our Lady of Guadalupe, Eucharistic Miracles, I've noticed that over the years of my apostolic life, that these stories and that of miracles, I mean, how many miracles did Jesus have recorded? Was it 40? For, you know, the Gospels? Uh, 30, 30, 36. 36 yeah. miracles. It recorded, seems that yeah. it's still being a great way to evangelize is these miracles. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Closing them. All right, brother. Yeah, Terry, that's what sets Christ apart from everybody else. Yep. The other ones talk the talk. Jesus Christ was a miracle worker. He talked the talk and walked the walk. <laughs> Amen. When we come back, we're going to talk about penance. Means getting rid of everything that prevents joy. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. We're both too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, my brother Jess and I, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess, I got to say, before we get into this article, that story, my phone is ringing off the hook. The story you told about what happened in New Mexico at a parish. and Saint, Saint I'm going to be there tonight. St. Yeah. Helena's yeah. Uh, Hobbs, New Mexico. Tonight I'm going to be speaking at 530 oh, so, to the teenagers. They're going to bring all the teenagers I in the city. It. And I'm going to be talking about how to get to heaven. Awesome. What a great thing. Jesse, we have this article, Penance Means Getting Rid of Everything That Prevents Joy. You know, we got Lent starting last Wednesday. Let's talk about what Father has to say about that, brother. Father Luigi Epicoco, he says this, mm -hmm. Our heart is often burdened with things that weigh it down, mm -hmm. things that we struggle to get rid of, things that cling to us. We need to call these things by their names and starve them to death. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent. Lent is not a sad season. It's but a penitential time. The difference is important. Penance means getting rid of everything that prevents joy. We'll give a definition of joy right now. Mm -hmm. Our heart is often burdened with things that weigh it down. Things we, that we struggle to get rid of, things that cling to us. We, uh, it says, uh, today's gospel tells us where to start. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. The first thing that should be uprooted in us is the urge to be seen by others. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the Father says, this is not a moral, but an existential consideration. We all need to be seen, considered, appreciated. None of us can go on without feeling that we're looked upon with affection. But what Jesus teaches us is that God's loving gaze is always upon us, giving us life. He keeps us alive. His loving gaze sees beyond our miseries. In every person he met, Jesus saw not only their guilt, but the, her the person hiding beneath it. Lent is a time to let this gaze reach us and get rid of everything that hinders it. Okay, what do you mean, let this gaze? Let the gaze of Jesus reach you. Yep. And that way you can forget about everything else. One of the best ways to do it, if you're not doing it, is start making it a practice 
of going to weekly adoration mm -hmm. and letting Jesus look at you for an hour and you look at him. And this way, Terry, we're able to shed all the anxieties, all the stress, all the, 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 the pressures of life. And we realize that when it's all said and done, the only thing that matters is him and him alone. Pope Francis says something last week that I liked. Sure. And so I'm going to quote it. Good. He said this. Pope Francis, he talked about heaven last week. And he said this. Beyond that door, speaking of death, beyond that door, there's a party in calling us to be eager for death. I, I like the fact that he said that because, again, he was speaking about the afterlife. He says, beyond the door of death, there's a party. Yep. That party's called the Great Wedding Feast with the Lamb. Absolutely. It's a Saturday night party with wedding party with God and Our Lady that will last forever and ever. But to get there, we've got to do penance in this lifetime, Terry. You know, Jesse, I want to talk about why there's so much unhappiness. But before I say that, we have to realize that 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 God that we are totally dependent upon God at every moment of our yeah. existence. That's a powerful yeah. thought. You know, yeah. I cannot keep myself from lapsing into nothingness, no matter how hard you try, neither can an atom or a galaxy. Every creature relies upon God at every instant for its very being, regardless of whether it is aware of that fact or not. In other words, a pagan, God stopped thinking about that pagan, he'd cease to exist. He doesn't know that. Yeah. But furthermore, yes. since God is the creator of all things, we owe him for everything we have, including the various powers that he's given us as humans, such as, Jesse, our power to speak, walk, think. In addition, God is ultimately the source of power and action. It is not possible for a creature to act without God. I don't think enough of us think and realize that. Therefore, you know, if I speak or walk or think or do anything else, the source of that act is God. Wow. Amen. I cannot exist yeah. without God. I cannot think except he has given me the power and he's ultimately moved the power to act. Truer words have never been spoken. For in him we live and move and are, since the source of all my acts is ultimately God. Here comes the kicker. It is only just that the ultimate end of them should be God. It would be a disorder and an injustice if this were to what were not the case. And even more radically, so that if a generous father raised his son and he made it possible for him to go to school, to medical school, and brought him surgical instruments for only for the son to attempt to harm his father, would be the instrument in the course of his practice. See how stupid that would be? But that's what we're doing. Why is there such unhappiness, Jesse, in this world today? There are a variety, variety of reasons, but perhaps the most fundamental one is that people are not fulfilling their purpose in life to know, love, and serve God. It's simply not possible to be truly happy in this life if we are not fulfilling our purpose, so to say nothing of the next life. Let us deeply impress this truth upon us that we were created for God, he gives us everything, and we can do nothing without him. I say this because this is a good meditation for the Lenten season. Yes. Terry, there's two things I want to say about joy, hit or me, three things. Hit me, hit me. First of all, first of all, joy, Yes. St. Paul talks about it in Galatians chapter 5, is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So a person that's authentically following Christ okay. is going to radiate a life of joy. That's number one. Oh, big time. According to St. Paul. Yeah. Joy is also... It's also that certitude of knowing that you're going to receive the reward of heaven at the end of your life based on the promises of Jesus Christ. 
So, so joy is really something it's internal. It's not, it's not like a party. You're having a margarita, you're on your, you're at a dance. No, no, no. Joy is not something external. It's internal. And, and really joy really comes from, it doesn't depend on what's happening around us externally. Joy depends on knowing who's in us, Christ. I'll give you an example. 16 Carmelites uh, during the French Revolution were publicly guillotined in front of the town square during the height of the attack against the Catholic Church in the French Revolution. Terry, these full-habited Carmelites Picture this. Were, were singing as they were walking up to the scaffold. I'm not sure they got guillotined or hung, one or the other. But they raided. They were like, oh, don't kill me. Oh, no, no. Biting their fingers. Oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. No, no, no. They were singing and they were and they're praying. And you know why they radiated joy? As they either got hung or had their heads cut off. Why? Because they knew who lived in them. Amen. A and B, they knew the promises of that person called Jesus who promised them eternal life. That's why you have like a lot of people in the Bible, like Nehemiah, the, the minor prophet, he says. In Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You have St. Paul in jail, tell, in a jail cell, saying what? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This guy was beaten in a jail, and he's saying rejoice in the Lord. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Terry. So, again, joy is something internal, and it reminds me, uh, I think it's in the book of Maccabees. I'm almost positive I should have looked at it before the show. But the the in, in either the first or second book of Maccabees, the Maccabean brothers are called joyful warriors. I love it. And you know, Jesse, when I was young, being introduced to the person of Christ, I remember a priest saying to me, "Look at joy, J O Y, Jesus, others, and myself." And I'll yes. never forget that. I was like 15 yes. years old, and he told me that. Yes. So what did that tell me? Don't live a selfish life, man. Yes. That's what that says. And and then I find joy, and it's just the opposite. The world says, no, me, myself, and I. Just the opposite. What do we find in the world? A bunch of unhappiness and people committing suicide. <laughs> so it's our choice, Jesse. Yeah. Hey, Terry, let me just mention a little bit about penance. We did mention Good. penance in the article. Good. Penance is found all over the Bible. Remember the prophet Nathan, when he... When he uh, God has him confront King David over his grave sins of adultery and murder. And, and, and King David responded how? By confessing his sins to the prophet and to God. And then he humbled himself. Mm -hmm. He did penance. He took off his royal garment and he put on sackcloth. And for a week, he lied on the ground and re he refused to eat. There you go. That's penance. Yeah. Uh, and, and and this is, you know, David performed this penance because he grieved. He grieved for his sin. And, and everything that he showed physically in his attitude and his behavior, it illustrates genuine penance is, is first of all, it's interior. And then there's an exterior aspect to it like David. Well, so, you know, Jesse, when you're talking about the 40 days of penance that we have during Lent, a priest shared with me the significance of the word 40. And it's 40 weeks that a mother will have the baby inside the womb before she is brought forth to life. Mm. And so I thought that was an, a, a keen insight. He was just saying that yeah. uh, the 40 yeah. days. So I wow. thought, yeah. So it's something that we have to keep in mind. And again, 
you know, this is what's powerful, Jesse, that we have the power to unite our sufferings, our penances with the sufferings of Christ that actually affects the salvation of souls. I mean, how many people realize that every action is like a blank check? If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. This is why the joy of the Lord comes in all, Jesse, because we know we only have so many seconds on this planet. Let's do it with yeah. gusto, man. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, the catechism calls us like, just like King David, it ca- calls us to this interior penance. What is interior penance? Is the conversion of the heart. It's a turning away from sin. It's a turning towards God. It, it involves the person, us, our intention to change our life because we're hoping in God's mercy. Just like King David, he changed his heart and th- this reflected uh, his prayer of repentance in Psalm 51. He prayed, he asked, told God he was, he was sorry, and then he performed penance, Terry. Well said. When we come back from the break, we're going to have the church militant on talking about the news. But I also want to give everybody an update. I only had eight people call me in an hour uh, for the Spiritual Warfare Conference. You can still listen to it, but you need to call 877-526-215 to get the streaming rights because we have a full house. Don't forget the Jesse and uh, Romero and his brother Johnny will be at the men's conference. Uh, the 17th of June. You can sign up for that by going to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Stay with us, family. We're going to talk with our friends at Church Militant. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We've got Hunter Bradford from Church Militant. He's one of the anchors there. He's here to give us an update on church news, politics, and the culture wars. Hunter, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, my friend. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? We're too blessed what? to be stressed, brother. We, we're, yeah, that's uh, right. We're, we're blessed because we know we got the fight of our life, and the, the kingship of Christ is being proclaimed everywhere. And uh, that's why we're glad to have you guys on board so tell us a little bit what's happening for tonight's news that folks can be, uh, you know, praying for. Yes, there, there is a lot to pray for. So let's start with the first story. So an eight-year-old girl, okay, named Sofia Otero, mm. played a boy who believes he is a girl in a movie that won an award at a at the berlin festival now there's multiple facets to this weird story of course she's eight years old uh the movie is about her journey for identity although it's titled Twenty Thousand species of bees if it sounds uninteresting then that makes two of us um <laughs> now, at, the, at the festival not only did she get a did she win an award for playing a she for playing a trans boy, because all of this stuff is difficult to decipher sometimes, but it's a genderless category. So they don't, they don't have best actor or best actress. It's just, it's like you won the silver actor award. Um, so there's, you know, there's no male or female. There's no reality with, uh, with the left. They just, they make up their own terms. Amen. Well said. You know, uh, uh, Hunter, we're going to be fighting this fight until the second coming of Christ. The, the yeah. left found, they found their, uh, they found a weapon to try to beat society, and they got enough people that actually agree with them. Uh, 
the left lives in a world of unreality. They want us to think that men can get pregnant, that you can mutilate people's bodies and change their gender, that you can just change your gender because of your will. This is gaslighting. They're trying to make us people of faith question our own rationality and our sanity by continually promoting lies and trying to trying to make us accept. In other words, they keep telling us, Jess, Terry, Hunter, one plus one is three. No, it's two. One plus one is three. No, it's two. Well, if they tell us a thousand times and keep slapping us in the face every time they tell us one plus one is three, we say two. A lot of people are going to just conform. They're going to throw up their hands. And say, okay, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit. One plus one is three. Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. They're gaslighting us. Well said. Yes. I mean, it, beyond the fact that they're sinning against our Lord and against uh, the commands of the church, yep. it's also the fact that when we, when we think that reality needs to conform to us, we're not happy. Uh, the saints were the, you know, the truly, in, in the, you know, the real sense, the happiest people of all time because they knew that reality is immutable. It's just like truth. Um, and we conform to it, not the other way around. Yeah, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, uh, he says, uh, truth is conforming yourself to reality. Exactly. Yeah. That's an eight. Yeah. You nailed it. That's it. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Hunter, what's what up next, up? Hunter? What's what's on next on the news? So uh, a, a, a mother of five, uh, she testified yesterday at the in front of the home, Homeland Security. Yeah. And uh, she told them, she revealed to them in a very raw and emotional uh, testimony that she had she has two sons that died in 2020 um, early on in the pandemic thanks to uh, the biden administration's just laissez-faire um you know willy-nilly not just apathetic attitude towards the border now fentanyl came in and i believe uh her sons uh got a hold of some medication that was actually uh, not medication, but fentanyl, and therefore died. Uh, this the mom's name is Rebecca Kiesling, and you can't watch the I think ten minute, mm. maybe a little bit longer testimony without getting emotional. I imagine that's so sad, so sad. God help her. Hundred thousand people are dying a year from this, and it's just just wrong. And um, the administration is on the other side of this, and I I just can't say enough to not have this guy back. I mean, he's he's devastating the country, not only in there and other areas. There's no border anymore. Okay. Yeah. I hope and I, I hope and pray that all these guys one day our country comes back to its senses. Yeah. We have the right people in office and all these people are brought up on international charges. Fauci, mm-hmm. Biden, all these people, Hunter Brad and Hunter by Hunter Brad, Hunter Biden. All these people need to be brought up on international charges for this war and for this this uh, uh, this pandemic scandemic. Amen. You know, undergirding really all of these stories and especially you know what's going on at the border, obviously, and more clearly what's going on with uh, genital mutilation is this idea that that man is not created by God and therefore is not worthy of dignity. It is is not made in the image and likeness of God, and if if man it doesn't have a soul if man is just material then yeah you can do whatever you want you can you can cut off whatever you want you can do whatever you want you can call you know you can call a car an elephant you can call a man a woman because there is no truth there is no 
world beyond this. There is no immaterial reality. Right. Amazing. What yeah. about? Yeah. Just let's get. That's to, absolutely true. Yeah. Yep. And this is what Pope Benedict was talking about in moral relativism. I have my truth. You have your truth. It's garbage. Yeah. And what it's doing for people. Let's be honest. The suicide rate is astronomically high. Why? Because people don't know the meaning and purpose of life. You know what they think? They think whatever feels good, do it, and it's my truth. And then they realize at a later time in life that what they thought was going to make them happy has made them so sad that they want to kill themselves. Yeah, you're exactly right. What's ironic about that philosophy, the, you know, if it feels good, do it, is that actually inwardly our conscience our conscience convicts us, and we actually don't feel good. Exactly. Spirit, which is the irony. But <laughs> well, said. Story. well said, brother. Yeah, what's the last story? I'm all hers. For Chicago mayor to lose re-election I in 40 40- love it. I, I saw that. Praise the Lord. Thank I've been you, Jesus. I've praying for that for a while, brother. Hey, I'll take a, vi- a lot That's a little victory. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People from Chicago love to hear that. But uh, so, of course, she was elected, you know, the first black woman and openly gay person to serve as mayor of Chicago in 2019. Um, she the runoff uh, will be on April 4th between Paul Ballas, the former head of Chicago public schools. He's, I think, uh, almost 70, I think, 69 years old. Paul Vallis will be against Brandon Johnson, 46 years old, a former teacher, uh, one of 10 children. I mean, they're not. They're both not great, um, but if anything, um, Paul Vallis has been accused by Johnson, by Lori Lightfoot in the campaign leading up to last night's election of being too conservative. So if that says anything. Hunter, how, and so that people understand, they, how in the world did, did the people speak so strongly to get rid of her? Because I know other places in the country need to do the same. What generally did they do? How did this happen? Well, I mean, it, you, you look out of your house yeah, or your yeah, all the, wherever. All the violence, and yeah. Oh, I heard a, the fifth gunshot today. Oh. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm going to do something different this time around in the mayoral election. And actually, it presupposes, first of all, that the mayoral election matters, ah. that your vote matters, and that actually it, it makes a difference yeah. who sits in the chair or who stands in the role. So basically, crime was so bad that people finally got the message. Is that it? Well, we have yes. to Los Angeles, brother, and we got to get rid of ours. Okay. Yes. The, the police actually said in L.A., don't go out at night. We can't protect you. That's what I'm looking <laughs> at right now. I mean, if I'm someone who's already committed my will to uh, commit crime, yeah. that's like in my ears. Why would I not go on some spree? I mean, that's like... I mean, you might as well, if there's no justice, then evil is just going to abound all the more. Hunter, maybe you don't know this, but in California, if you steal under $1,000 worth of money from your Walmart or wherever store you buy, you don't go to jail for that. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, only Gosh. in California. Is that right, Jesse? How about in Arizona? Yeah, no yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just a ticket. They just give you, if they catch you, it's just a, it's just a, a citation. <laughs> that, that's, that, what, that's, that's if they even show up. Most of the time, they just won't show up. That's why so many big, so many big chains, Terry conglomerates, are closing down in California, yeah, they left are, and right. They can't do, yep. they can't do business. No, they can't make a profit. I don't know <laughs> why profit walks I mean, out the window. How? Why are people still in California? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm still in for is because of the salvation of souls. We're we're in an area where 
darkness is very dark and we're trying to be that bright light. And you know what? It's hard, but you know what? Some of us are masochists. No, not really. Some of us just <laughs> feel like we need to be here because the gospel needs to be preached in this horrible Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why I'm here. Yeah, and you know what? And also, again, this is also a form of expiation and penance and reparation for, you know, you, that people yeah. that live in California, Catholics, you guys are doing serious, and even you, Hunter in Michigan. Yeah. That's a reparation uh, for our sins and for the sins of and others. By, uh, again, living in less than ideal situations. Yep. Hunter, how, how can people get a hold of the shows for those who don't know about Church Militant? Yes, uh, churchmilitant.com, or you can go to YouTube, and we have a, uh, we obviously have our own yeah. YouTube account. Church Milton. But then in addition, some of our news new shows have their own yep. YouTube account. So uh, Red Top Report, for example, hosted by Joseph Enders and uh, edited and, um, you know, he's aided by his good friend uh, Ron Torrance. And um, let's see, we've got Christine Niles' Forward Boldly. We've oh, yeah. got uh, Simon Rafe, uh, his Hardline. Yes. And then we, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Michael Voris. He's got his yeah, show called <laughs> Michael Voris Show. Yeah. Uh, and then really everyone's favorite, though no one really says this, is evening news. Everyone, they're, they're raving about it. There you go. <laughs> it's Hunter, good. Good You're stuff. a good man. Thanks for joining us every Wednesday here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you. You guys have a good one. You bet. I've got Matt Arnold in the Studio B right now. I want to bring him on because he's going to be doing his show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Mr. Arnold, hey, oh, my, how formal. Matt, tell <laughs> us a little bit about your show because we got people on the radio who don't know about what you do each week here at Virgin Most Powerful. Sure, and I'm not, uh, I'm not asking you to turn away from your radio station, but you can go to vmpr.org and, and listen to all the programs here. And I, February is the month of the sacred uh, passion, so we're going to be talking about devotion to the passion today. Awesome. Also, devotion to the holy face which, Terry, you know I love because it goes back to Bernard and, of and Gertrude the Great, but it actually goes, and I will show that it goes all the way back to sacred scripture. Wonderful. All of that and more. Stay with us at vmpr.org. That's how you can get the free app. Jess Romero, I'm just running the show. You're in, in New Mexico. Hey, brother, what state should we be living in? And don't say New stay Mexico. State in New Mexico. Just kidding. <laughs> state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Exactly. Be holy or die trying. St. Padre Pio says, pray, hope, and wor don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. Amen. And don't forget Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. What? Sign me up. Let me make a sacrifice to help a soul reach heaven. Uniting your sufferings with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. Wow. All right. Up next, Matt Arnold with the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and 